0: Today, This American Dice presents Cousin Quest, our cousin-based adventure of Dungeon World. Join Austin, David, Jake, and Josh on a J-filled adventure. On today's Friday short game episode of This American Dice, folks, despite how fast David is speaking at the beginning of this, he is not hopped up on speed. I'm telling you that right now. Not at all hopped up on speed. Anything that you've heard otherwise, totally untrue. So go ahead and listen, knowing... Not hopped up on speed. This man dice. So, anyway, this is
1: Dungeon World. We're going to play it. We're playing Austin and me are playing, and also our cousins. Oh my gosh. It's the cousin quest part two. My name's David. I'm running this. Hey, Josh. What's your name, Josh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm Josh. Hello, everyone.
1: What's the name of the character you're playing?
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't get that far into it. Perfect.
0: <laughs> we'll come back to you then. His name is TBD. That's, mm. that's his name. There you go. TBD. He has <laughs> t- tuberculosis disorder,
1: boy. Oh, God. Oh, I God. like it. Um, TBD is actually, like, if you make the word out of that, that's kind of adorable. But we'll come back to you. Um,
0: Austin, you're clockwise on my list.
1: What's your name, Austin?
0: Uh, hello, I'm Austin. And I'm going to be playing the Thief Sketch Sparrow Shanks. Ooh. Uh, that's a good one. Sketch is this a... Sketch Sparrow Shanks. Goes by Sketch. Sketch Sparrow Shanks. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Oh, no. Uh, no, he doesn't go by Sketch. He goes by... Oh, God. <laughs> Nike. He had, he he had by... the
1: coolest, most interesting name, and now we're going to change it to you.
0: Right. Well, he, his name is Sketch Sparrow Shanks, but he's been trying to get the Panther started, and it's just not happening. He's been trying okay. to get people to call him the Panther, and it's not working.
2: Does he go into taverns and, and try to really convince everybody that he is the Panther?
0: Oh, yeah. He hits on women, describes himself as the Panther, and absolutely no one will call him that. And people who know him will refer to him as Sketch. And he's like, he's like, you're, he's like, come on, you're blowing up my spot. Give me a break. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a
2: little bit of a Brooklyn thief, it sounds like, there at the end. Yes.
0: Yeah. We're... <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> and uh, Jake, what about you? Who are you playing today? Uh, the dog.
3: My dog. Yeah, that was a very good <laughs> interpretation of a dog. His name is
0: his name um, is Ruth.
3: Yep. Ruth. I am playing Rabbi Pilchus Gabagool. He is a fighter <laughs> and also a lover, but mostly a fighter.
1: That makes sense. That's great. So I've got some he has questions. No religious affiliation, though. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> Rabbi is his given name, right? I assume.
0: Not a title. No, no, that's an earned title, but no religious oh. affiliation. So not they, not they just spelled Robbie wrong on his uh, birth certificate.
3: No, no, he earned it, but can't tell you how.
1: So, um, yeah, actually, let's start with um, with Sketch over here. What's the um,
0: what's the first impression we get when we look at him? Like, what does he look like? Well, he is a short man. Um, he's bald, but he has the traditional horseshoe pattern hair around here that is way too long and very messy. Um, he is overweight and I would describe him as if Danny DeVito had a Salvador Dali mustache, but like long, it's always sunny in Philadelphia hair. That's like really grossly too long on the back of his head.
1: So I'm getting unpleasant.
0: <laughs> oh yes, he is. It, okay. He's an un- very unpleasant man. The Panther. Josh, what about you? Well,
2: I'm taking off the joke of the TBD. Uh, I'm going to go with Tibby D. Uh, Tibby D is his, is my character. Um, he's got kind of a mullet. He's If we're going by like today's <laughs> standards, we're looking at like a backwoods uh, just kind of unusual guy who likes being out in the woods and um, he has a <clears throat> excuse me, he has a par- was it, parrot No, excuse me, a Mm. pigeon, there we go. A pigeon is what's following him around constantly. He looks, my guy looks a little confused quite regularly, mostly because uh, he has a very ferocious, angry pigeon that uh, does whatever he wants, but is supposed to be helping him out at any given time.
1: So hot off the heels of putting on the spot for a name a minute ago, what's the name of this pigeon?
2: Oh, yeah, you haven't got that far yet.
1: Okay.
0: It sounds like everyone who lives in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, a stereotype the stereotype of, of Mainers as people having <laughs> pigeons,
3: disheveled, <laughs> confused looking, <laughs> angry animals are just following them through the wood. You, Up you in do a, a county. Maybe.
0: Yes. <sighs> you could do oh, a, yeah. you could do a good feathers reference and have it be like a, a joke on, um, Joe Pesci. I don't know, Joe Pigeon. Uh what what's his name? Oh, let's put I mean Robert...
1: put put a literal metaphorical feather in that and we can come back mm-hmm. to it.
0: Robert De Niro it could be Robert Pigeon. Pigeon but De Niro. Joe, Joe Pigeon really makes sense because Joe <laughs>
2: Pesci's always angry and obstinate and does whatever the hell he wants.
0: Oh, that's pretty good.
2: Uh, uh, almost every Joe... one of his characters. Joe Pesci's character
3: in Goodfellas is Tommy DeVito though.
0: Well, hey, that's me. It's Danny. No, D- it's all so coming just... together.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Uh, so No wonder he doesn't listen to me. He was your parrot, uh, Pigeon, and he came up to me instead. <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> he wouldn't call me the Panther. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this pigeon is pretty angry. Is there any anything else that this this friend is uh, good at? The or known pigeon... for, maybe? He the wants to with Mike Tyson. The...
2: The pigeon or or, uh, the ranger, or both?
1: Uh, I was asking about the pigeon, but, yeah, if there's anything that uh, Tibby's also good at, let me know. Or maybe well-known for.
2: Well, the pigeon, as I said, is very angry. uh, and just likes to go after people, animals, whenever it feels like causes trouble and mayhem, wherever (laughs) Tibby goes.
1: So, um I'm... a is, uh, is it Joe the pigeon is that what you settle on yes okay so is Joe um kind of Tibby's like protector
2: he is his protector but also troublemaker at the same time
1: mm-hmm. gets it's, him into trouble and also gets him out
2: yes exactly Tibby tibby is liked except for the fact that he can't get rid of Joe or Joe's always there everybody hates Joe everybody likes Tibby
1: oh I love that and if we if we were to just see um, Tibby I don't know walking up to uh, the bar, what, what would what would we notice about him? There goes my pencil, what would we notice about him in particular?
2: The mullet. <laughs> Who doesn't notice a mullet? Come on. That's true, that's hard to miss.
1: So it looks he's kind of like a like he looks like kind of a hermit, like a woodsman kind of thing. Yes. Love it. Nice. And then, is he, so as a ranger, is he most? He's a like an archer, right? Yes, he I does have
2: bow. Nice. He's good with it. Not necessarily amazing with it, but he's good with it.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I love it. And then going over to um the honorable Rabbi Gabagul.
3: You ready? Uh, so, what do my what does my character look like? That's a good question. So. Yeah.
1: And what kind of impression he wears, do we get?
3: You get the impression that he's very, um, he's a loose cannon,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but also very dignified at the same time, as if almost he's spent years studying some kind of ancient religion, even though he hasn't. Mm-hmm. He has a very large fur hat that he wears, um, and he has curls, on the side of his head, but they don't denote any religious connotation whatsoever. Of course not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're just curls. He, they're just curlers like, uh, that he has his hair, like the, the foam curler. Yeah, they're not real. They're actually, it's fake hair too.
1: Yeah. I, I love how, um, I love how all three he, of these folks have a very distinctive hairstyle so far.
3: Yeah. He's covered in someone's blood but it's not his own and that's it really. He's very, very large and somewhat fat. <laughs> and um, he does carry a big hammer, right? Oh yeah, big hammer, serrated edges on the hammer.
1: Yeah, so what, what does serrated that mean? Edges. <laughs> Can you explain that?
3: It means that the edges are, are serrated.
1: Yes, are the, there like blades in, in it or
3: nope. nope. it's like a steak knife. You know, okay, like along the outside of the. Uh, oh, like a like a, a meat tenderizer. Space. Yeah, yeah,
1: you got okay. it. Okay. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. No, I'm getting it now. So it's just like a giant meat tenderizer kind of thing. Where did yep. where did he get that?
3: He got that. Um, I was going to make a joke, but you'll probably have to edit it, so I won't. Um, where did he get that? Uh, yeah, he got it from Joe the Pigeon. Joe oh, so, gave it to him.
1: So Joe kind of found it?
3: Yep.
1: Oh, so so at least... In the woods uh, of man. So at least Tibby and uh, Gabagool have been kind of friends for a little bit, for a pretty
2: good amount of time. No. No, don't we don't know friends. each other. Yeah. <laughs> We don't know each other, but the the, the pigeon knows him. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I've, the, I've pigeon the pigeon kind of set you around. two up. Mm. Yeah, we have mutual friends.
1: Okay, yeah. So that kind of gets into what my next question was going to be: is the three of you, I think, are defeating, are they, you need to defeat this monster? I'm going to go with the um, the Chimera Hydra. So it's this multi-headed monster. Um, it had, maybe it has really good treasures. Maybe it's just, um, threatening people that you care about. Maybe there's a big reward on its multiple heads. Who knows? Um, but why do you think you three in particular think you can take this thing out? I'll go with, uh, let's go with, uh, hmm. i want to, I guess I'll stick with the fighter here. Why do you think, um, Gabagool, why do you think you can take out this Chimera Hydra? Or why do you want to, I guess, at least?
3: Well, um, the Hydra is a Goyim.
1: And so, therefore, we got to convert him at least. So, so as the fighter, you're not really, uh, trying to, to kill him. You're just trying to kind of talk sense into him? At
3: the least. If he doesn't convert, we got to kill him. It's like the opposite of the, uh the crusades you know i mean the same idea just opposite sides i guess
1: gotcha so for no religion in particular kind of a, a crusade. yeah yeah, unaffiliated, yeah. non-religious unaffiliated. crusade yeah <laughs> okay um let's see i'll go okay yeah tibby you might um have the most knowledge here what um what about the chimera hydra? Why are why are you three and you in particular probably the only person who's able to figure out where where its lair actually is?
2: Like, Tibby, what? okay, no, ask your question.
1: Oh no, yeah, if you got an answer, go for it.
2: Oh, you know, Tibby is really good at uh, at tracking things down, especially with the help of with Joe Pigeon, and this thing's been terrorizing the animals in the woods and everything. So it's right up Tibby's alley to want to try to, to neutralize it, take it out, protect everything.
1: Yeah. So that kind of makes me think it's, it's kind of not a natural animal. Then it's did some kind of um like wizard or some kind of group make this creature and said, like, what, what was the deal with that? Do you know the, the backstory here? Or does Tibby in particular?
2: Timmy does not know the backstory yet, working on it, but at the same time, like, knows that it's a threat to everybody, really wants to, really wants to figure it out and take it out.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to to kind of bring balance to uh, the area. Uh, What does Joe feel about the uh, Chimera Hydra?
2: Joe is angry about everything and he's just looking for a fight at any given time.
0: That's completely fair, yeah. Stereotypical pigeon. That's pigeons. And uh hey sketch, I mean the panther. Um the panther.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So what kind of a treasure do you have you heard that it's uh it's hiding that you Oh. Mo-
0: the panther's in this for the babes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So he thinks that uh, if he gets, he brings back a little chimera head, he's gonna get a little something of his own.
1: Huh? Yeah. You just need one of these heads, and yeah, you impress the ladies.
0: Oh yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Did I drop all my underwear on the floor? Get over here." So that's, you- <laughs> that's what he's. That's what he's going for. I'm really glad you're the one editing this.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, perfect. So, how how did you um, sketch um, get involved with these two? It seems like uh, Joe kind of brought Gabagool into
0: it, but yeah how did how did Sketch join the party? Um, sketch owes Joe some money. Oh, okay. For what? <laughs> uh, gambling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he he and Joe regularly bet on a lot of stuff. He and the pigeon regularly bet on a lot of stuff, and um, Joe at this point is is pretty deep. He's a couple of large deep in uh, for Joe, and so Joe has some leverage on uh, on old Sketch, and he's trying to he's trying to clear things up. He's in it for the babes, mm-hmm. but um, the Panther doesn't mind throwing a, throwing some coins old Joe's way. Now well, it's starting
2: to make sense for Tibby as to why, <laughs> why Joe always is staring at you so angrily, <laughs> and like looks like at any given moment it's going to snap and attack, attack, uh Sketch. Yeah, he's the Panther.
0: Yeah, he also has a tiny pigeon-sized sap that he's always hitting into his <laughs> other wing when he's looking at the uh, at Sketch.
1: So he's doing I that mean, money thing with his feather yeah, like, somehow. It doesn't make uh, sense. That shouldn't
0: be possible. Like, yeah, and he keeps he keeps bringing up the juice. Where's the juice? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa! Where's the
1: what? The juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so you owe Joe a lot of money, but these heads are only going to kind of get you status. So where are you where do you think you're going to get the money? Um, you know, leverage that into
0: hitting it big. I think that sketch plans to, uh, use these, uh, use like the head of this creature. And like the fact that it's like, Oh, I slayed this creature. It's crazy to get some babes. And, um, and then after that, Oh, this is, this is uh sketches. He's, he's out of here after that. That's his plan. He's going to, he's going to skip out. That's his oh, plan. Okay. Oh, yeah. so get this head then like, mm-hmm. don't worry about the debt. Yeah, like he's he's just be going to be like I'm just going to get this thing, have a wild time with as many babes as will as will be interested in hanging out with me, a guy who killed a chimera creature, and then I'm going to get the hell out of town and uh this pigeon can kiss my short rump.
1: <laughs> so another question here. Is one of the heads in particular more uh I don't know, important to get? I guess Based on regular chimeras, we got a goat, we got a lion, and we got like a snake or
0: a dragon or something. Oh yeah, the goat, the goat head. Because um, if you if you if you eat part of the goat head, it gives you uh, like uh, the sexual prowess of, course, of a yeah. goat. Of a goat. Yeah. So, not the horn, but like the whole thing. You have to eat. <laughs> uh, not one the whole of thing. You just have to. You just have to take a take a big old bite out of it, like an apple. Okay, gotcha. Is it like scrapple? Mm-hmm. You boil it down and. You don't want to boil the whole thing You just, you no, you just have to take a big bite out of its out of its head, and so then you can show it off. And also, you've got uh, chimera goat sex powers, and that's what um, he's interested in. You know that makes so much
1: sense. I don't even know why I asked. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it is. It's a it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> and let, let's stick with you for just a mi- moment. Um, sketch. Uh,
0: Please, the panther.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pretty good um, journey to get there. I mean, you three have been going for a little bit. But what are you least looking forward to passing through? Like, what kind of environment or area are you most apprehensive about?
0: There's a part of... Uh, there's like a... Have we said where we're going? Is it like a mountain, a fortress? Sure haven't. Oh, okay. So... In route, we have to go through, um, we have to go through like a bog, like a gross swampy bog, and it just stinks. That's the issue, and that's it's why a it's situation. A, yeah, exactly. It's the bog of eternal stench situation, and Sketch is just like like ah oh, ah oh, oh. What what's it called? Is it cool. the bog of eternal stench? I think it's called like Fartmeyer Stench Bog. Oh great. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 um it used well it used to be called Fartmeier's stench Stenchbug, but then a land developer tried to build stuff in the area so it's called like Newtown. So going through Newtown is really disgusting. Um and it's it's just a real stinky it, stinky endeavor that uh it's it's a level of it's a level of sc- skunk nuts that just really just gets you like all messed up because you're, it's just too stinky. Yeah. Fair. Um, So, so going through it, he's just jammed um, old bits of cloth, like stuffed them up into his nose. Oh, well, uh, thankfully you have that to look forward to. We haven't gone through it yet. Okay. But, Oh, maybe in the past you've had to do that. Yeah, he's he's he's. Listen, he's not above hanging out with some some newtown newtown folks. That's not upsetting to him. He'll he'll go hang out there. But yeah, it stinks. It's gross. Fair. Um.
1: About Rabbi Gabagool, which uh, which area on the the route to the Chimera Hydra are you least looking forward to going through? Are you most scared of or worried about? I'm not scared.
3: Um, Between me and Joey Pigeon, I know we got this on lock. Ain't no Chimera gonna mess with me. And especially, you know, the 5,000 year long tradition (laughs) that I carry, Mm -hmm. unaffiliated with any religion.
1: Oh, is is there maybe a a particularly dangerous shortcut, you know, so that you can uh, get to the Chimera Hydra faster?
3: I mean, for me and my people, you want to stay out. Uh, and when I say my people, again, I don't mean any particular religious affiliation, mm-hmm. but you definitely want to stay out of, you know. Uh, I mean, I know a shortcut through um, Yemen, through the desert, but, you know, my people don't like going through there. So gotta stay out of Yemen.
0: The Forbidden Desert, (laughs) Forbidden Desert of Yemen. What if you if you said Yemen with a Jamaican accent? It sounds like a very different place, right? No.
3: Okay. You tried. That's all that matters. (laughs) Awesome.
2: Thank you. I was waiting for you to actually say it, like that. So Yemen. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. (laughs) Now we got it.
1: And stay on. mute it um tibby because next question is going to you Wh- which area are you in particularly um trying to avoid which pathway i guess
2: have we announced like what type of realm that we're in here like we in real world are we in like a mythical world are we
0: just we in like uh, a blend
1: yeah just des- despite all the yemen talk we're in a mythical
0: world a fantasy <laughs> Yeah, wait, hold on. We're in the real world. <laughs> We're in the real world where you have a pigeon who I owe several thousand dollars to. Well, I mean, it could be, like I said, like a blend.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's a blend. For
3: All
2: sure. Right. <laughs> Definitely any... Well, Tibby is from the backwoods, you know. it was from, like, hunting areas, small villages. Any huge cities really makes Tibby really uncomfortable.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. So just civilization in general,
2: like really heavily populated areas makes him uncomfortable, like s- smaller little villages and things like that. And Joe couldn't care less. He just hates everybody. Yeah. Especially and, people who owe him money.
1: And in fact, since you're the one who kind of understood or figured out where the chimera hydra's lair is w- like, what kind of area is he in? Is it like ruins or like a, a mountain peak or a cave somewhere? Like what kind of areas he hiding out in? Or it, I guess I should say. (laughs)
2: Um, narrowed down to a pretty, like, right outside of a a really, uh, populated area, much to Titty's dismay. That's where that thing is currently terrorizing people. Mm. Is, uh, like, is nobody knows exactly right outside the village where it's hiding and, and attacking the village and people from, but, uh, we're working. We're getting there. We're gonna get over to that village.
1: Mm, okay, so kind of uh somewhere outside this village,
2: and we got forests. You know, on one side, a little bit of mountains on another. um Definitely no Yemen, thankfully.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. Maybe, maybe uh, it's like. Let me narrow it down for you, if if that's okay. Maybe it's like far away. In, this, in this forest somewhere. That sound good? Sounds good. Cool. So what do you think this this forest would be called colloquially? Colloquially? There we go. <laughs> hmm. Like
2: really what's a good, me what's a good a adjective, a, I guess? Really good adjective for it. Um, hmm. It normally is like a a really gorgeous forest. Right. But this Mm -hmm. thing is kind of terrorizing the area and the forest itself. So like, it's probably known like, excuse me, as, you know, sprawling pines or something like that.
1: Oh yeah. I love that. So you've narrowed it down. It's somewhere in the sprawling pines, but who knows where, right outside. Um, does the village have a name? Maybe I'll I'll stop putting you on the spot.
2: Uh, You're really taxing my
1: uh, creative
2: juices that I haven't had to use in forever.
1: (laughs) Fair. Uh, I mean, the panther seems like you you would be a a traveler of these, especially urban areas. What do you think this village would be called? Oh,
0: yeah. This village is called... um, It used to be called... (laughs) <laughs> yes, give but, two names, please. Yes, I will give I will give multiple <laughs> names for everything. I'm a big Great. fan. Of, I actually am a big <laughs> fan of that. The idea that like, oh, people and things have one name, but it's called another thing. I'm I am a big fan of that in fiction. Um it used to be called um oh, it's called by people who are outsiders and look at the place as um shits hollow. Okay. So that's people from outside the town, they call it Schitt's hollow. All right. Um, the people there, <laughs> the people there call it, uh, <laughs> my joke that I want to make is that it's also called new town, <laughs> please. No, <laughs> but no. Um, but so I, I think that the, um, uh, the people, the people who live there, um, call it like, I want to call it new, new blessing, either that or beginnings Valley pick one. <laughs> <These are> very- <laughs> now you've got <gotten> three <laughs> beginnings Valley. Welcome okay. to welcome to be, welcome to be-, be- beginnings Valley. Formerly Shits <laughs> Hollow. Oh, you mean Shits Hollow? Yeah. Formerly Endings Valley. Yeah. All right, perfect. I love that.
1: Um, so that's a really good start. So we know kind of where we're going, what the idea what the idea here is. Um. Let's see. So we've we've kind of established all three of you have been um, kind of assembled maybe by mostly by Joe the pigeon, but assembled at least. So you, it's a. Uh, yeah, really? he Really? He's our handler. He's yeah. our
0: M. He's the situation. face of this group. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the, the four of you, I should say, I guess, have been traveling for. I would, I want to say like a few weeks, maybe a month or two, just going further and further into closer and closer to where the uh, Chimera Hydra is supposed to be layered for your various reasons for that. Um, so you've at least been, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. Maybe you've been um, fighting a little bit here and there. These roads are so dangerous bandits and all of that. Oh, maybe you had set up camp and who was on watch? Let's let's establish that. Who was uh I guess, you know, since they're so dangerous, you probably made set up your tent and such a little ways off the uh the main road here and set up watch, you know, you trade off maybe all four of you <laughs> if uh Joe can handle that. Who do you think was on I'll say not Joe, but who else who was a volunteer for uh being on watch when something important happens? Gabagool, I see your hand. So. Oh, I'm on watch, baby. Yeah, you're the first one then who sees as, um, you know, Joe nuzzled up into, uh, I assume, Tibby's uh, arm, despite what he does when he's awake. um, These two are sleeping and the bird. But you see movement off in the shadows, like the shadows of your campfire, maybe the embers of your campfire. And something like all of a sudden, uh, movement, you look in the darkness. Oh, it's something there. No, couldn't have been moonlight, stars. Who knows? And then you see something else and like three things move all at once, like off near, nearby, but you know, somewhere else off in the distance. You're like, what, what could this be? You maybe stand up, you look out and you notice all at once that there's these huge, uh, Let's see, uh, like pony-sized frogs jumping towards oh, you. Oh shit! And you frog realize, ponies. Yeah, and they're so uh, brightly colored. In the you can see them in the darkness, like neon colors. You're Like, oh, these are these are even worse. These are the poisonous frog men that you've heard about.
0: Jump what do you do? Jump on it, frog pony. I-
1: ah. <laughs> um. What do I
3: do? I I attack.
1: Yeah, they're pretty far out there. What do you attack with?
3: Oh, are they? How do I know that? How do I know that they're? How do I know that they're
1: frogmen? Oh well, I mean, you don't see a, a pony sized frog every every day. You've you must have heard the rumors of the frogmen once or twice. You know that there's they're probably poisonous. I mean, they're so brightly colored, but who knows? Who even knows? Do you I don't think have you poacher either? Yeah, I, I wouldn't eat them. Do you actually are you trying to um figure out what they're about? Like if you remember anything about them? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that there's actually a move for that. So that is a spout lore roll. So if you roll and add your modifier for intelligence, I might be able to tell you something about it. I roll a ten in this, right? No, you roll two D six usually. Unless it's damaged. Two D six. The only exception.
3: Hold on, let me get my dice box. Okay, 2d6. Oh, an 11, baby. Oh, incredible. My modifier, huh? Oh, shit, I think I erased my modifier. Hold on here. Oops. (laughs) What modifier? Was this intelligence or?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a minus one, so I'm at a 10. Hey, that's Don't even worry, because a 10 is still the best you can do. So... Don't this even worry st-
3: that you're stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, stupid, but very lucky that you rolled so well. So Spout Lore is uh, when you uh, my life. Con- consult your accumulated knowledge, your roll intelligence, and on 10+, plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. So yeah, like I said, I think you know that these are incredibly poisonous creatures. They, uh, that's one. They have a kind of a loose organization they don't even really like each other and in fact they only band together when they're desperate you've heard that before um, and they have they can shoot their tongues out and they usually just steal stuff and run away and just sell it to whatever desperate idiots will take their stolen goods so usually ne'er-do-wells and like villages and traveling merchants and stuff will take this stuff but the real thing is to use our tongues grab stuff and get out of here, but they're pretty dangerous too. Because if you touch them, I mean, they're made out of poison. So, knowing that, what do you do? You got these. They're two- made out
3: of poison. They're well, they
1: just have poison. They, they secrete poison from their skin, like a like a poison dart frog would.
3: All right. So I can't touch them. I can definitely smash them, though. How For far real? away are they from me?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you could do a little sprint and hit one, but they're kind of spread out. I think. How much did I say there were? So let's say three eight. or four <laughs> eight too late bucks, too man. late now there's eight <laughs> well i start screaming
3: uncontrollably for joey pigeon and the rest of my crew to wake the fuck up um and i start running man i start gallivanting towards these bastards oh perfect i love that so
1: yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go to um hmm How's about a sketch?
0: Let's say you wake up first. You were barely sleeping to begin with. <laughs> his sleep apnea uh, uh, triggered at the same time while he's uh, being startled by uh, the screaming of Dr. Pil- Rabbi Pilkas Gabagool. Yeah, Dr. Pilkas is his cousin. It's Rabbi Pilkas Gabagul. <laughs> Please don't confuse us. We're yeah. not, we don't look alike. Um, sketch is shirtless. He's uh he's covered in like grease from something that he was eating earlier. Um and he 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 scrambles around looking for his things uh to try to defend himself from what he assumes is an imminent assault. You can grab all your things. are probably under your pillow or something. What, mm-hmm. What's the idea? What are you trying to do? Um, he he just does that, not even knowing what's happening. And then afterwards, he kind of looks up and tries to. He takes these big blinks of like, huh, huh, and tries to figure out what's going on. And he's going to try to like see. You're trying to get there...
1: get a sense of the situation. Absolutely. Cool. So you're that's a move, to discern realities. I think, right? Yes. So you roll 2d6 plus Wisdom in that case. So my
0: Wisdom is- I do trust plus. you least of all, but- uh, Reasonable. <laughs> is, my Wisdom is plus one. I got a six and a three is nine, plus one is 10. Hey. Very uh, good. Uh.
1: So when you closely study a situation or person, roll Wisdom, and on 10+, plus, you can ask me, the GM, three questions from this provided list. So what do you got? So what's about to happen? Yeah, I think these um, these eight creatures um, are gonna. They're trying to
0: jump up on you and get as many things as they can and jump away. Okay, so they're, they're these these frogs and there's people riding the frogs. No, they're, they're frogmen. They are frog people. I'm sorry, people. people of frogs. frogs. Yes. <laughs> A couple of Pofs. Okay. Um... So they're gonna try to like steal, steal stuff. Than, uh, BFG. Yeah, they're gonna try to steal stuff and run off. Okay. Yeah,
1: they're they're at least getting on like encro- encroaching onto this thing to try and ambush you. I mean, I assume you, um, Gabagool, probably told you what at least he knows about it. Likely, they're gonna try to steal as much stuff and get out of there. They might not try to kill you, but I mean, if they're desperate enough to to jump up on
0: three uh, armed people, who knows? So, what here is not what it appears to be?
3: Hmm.
1: Ooh, okay. I'll give you one. Maybe as they continue hopping in the darkness, you can kind of make out as they get closer. Oh, some of these frogs, you can, like, they're very skinny. They're not, they don't have that, that adorable little frog body that you're so used to.
0: Yeah. That, um that cute little frog body that I put on my dating profile. Yep. Yeah, you can tell, oh, they're they're really skinny. They're very desperate.
1: Maybe they are trying to attack us or eat something. Maybe mm. something pigeon sized. That would be awful. Maybe not for you, but I mean they're pretty big too. Pony size. If they got if they got a limb or something, that would be a good meal.
0: Jump on me, frog pony. Um then you finally can't, you
1: can't sing that twice in the same
0: what here is useful (laughs) or valuable to me hey my songs are genuine (laughs) well
1: you you are kind of a you do know a lot about poisons being a thief and especially when they get stressed out they secrete this like pretty deadly poison if you are able to kill these people you could maybe scrape off some of this poison to use later mmm delicious yeah okay The panther. So, yeah, as as you're kind of... I'm going to say, as you're kind of um, surveying the battlefield, right? Let's switch over to um, Tibby. So you kind of wake up in this. um, Joe kind of, I think, flap, like, uh, (laughs) using his wings, kind of flaps around, writes himself, like, I'm thinking, I'm just assuming, I'm kind of picturing him as a cat at this point. He was just, like, um, adorably bundled into, your like, the crook of your elbow here. Oops, crook of your elbow here. And um, now that everyone's awake, he's like, ugh, I'm too tough for that. He can't talk, but, you know, that's what he's saying with his body
2: language. (laughs) So you and I have a little bit of a different vision of Tibby because, I mean, (laughs) excuse me, of Joe. Because Joe, uh, while does have a bond with Tibby, like, is still the standoffish, angry pigeon. Mm -hmm. So... He's actually would be more uh, prone to be sleeping like up in a tree if there's one nearby, or um, you know, just perched somewhere. Anything Ooh, above okay. the ground.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe this was a, a one time thing. This was more of a uh, <laughs> a sleep flying
2: situation. Like,
1: oh, I can't believe you're here.
2: That's weird. All right, so Joe has woken up Tibby, and is what you're saying, and yeah. now every, had Gab- uh, how are we pronouncing that? Gabagool, I think. Gabagool.
3: <laughs> yeah. How uh, dare you? This yeah. name has been in my family for millennia.
2: <laughs> Five millennia, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Almost six. <laughs> so, Gabagool... Depends
3: <laughs> whose calendar you're using.
2: In his rush to attack the frogmen, Gabagool had... Told everybody what was going on. I believe our DM had said this. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, because um, when we were describing the situation at first, it sounded like he was just diving in and, and screaming everybody awake and didn't say anything.
1: Yeah. So so, so picture we'll let make
2: that assumption that he did say something.
1: So yeah, picture he uh, he kind of woke uh. up, yelled at, yelled every everybody t- to uh, I don't know, wake up. And then kind of talked out loud while he was thinking. And then he's he's already sprinted off into the fray. Okay. And uh, we've got Sketch over here, the panther, kind of surveying the situation like, wait a second, what do I do?
2: We have somebody charging in on something that we know is poisonous. So yeah. in... Uh, Tibby's mind—that means Gabigol is rushing into more trouble than he needs to be mm, diving possibly. into. So Tibby's going to try to do as fast of an attack as he can. Then he's mm-hmm. got his bow, and he's going to be getting that out, and that's probably going to be where his his focus is—is is trying to start taking something out quickly from a distance to keep safe, but yet possibly uh, keep Gabigol safer.
1: Yeah, that makes sense this. to me. So kind of, uh, you're shooting, uh, firing some arrows off into these, try to pick the pick the frogman off, hopefully yes. before Gabagool gets in any kind of danger. So kind of like the stragglers that aren't closer to Gabagool or something like that. Right. Yeah, So he's like I mean,
2: getting surrounded.
1: That makes sense to me. So, yeah, and thankfully you've got your trusty bow right next to you. Um, it's a sweet pillow. Uh, so I think I think what move you're trying to do, correct me if I'm wrong, if you have a ranger move that supersedes this, but you're taking aim and shooting at an enemy, right? At range? Yes. Yeah, so, so we're a... talking about volley. Absolutely. So roll 2d6 plus your dexterity modifier. Well,
2: that didn't go well at all.
0: Uh-oh. I love yeah. that. Well, that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. That's three.
1: Shit. Ooh, man.
2: It's just an awful Whoopsie shot oh, yeah. back. Hey that's guy, guy's right. Well is thankfully I'm
1: race?
2: Thankfully I'm I'm uh yeah I got a one one and then plus one. Yeah, great. Thankfully There's I'm targeting eyes. stuff uh that's not near Gabigol so
1: Yeah, or so you think. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, just waking up, the aim's not quite there yet.
1: Ooh, okay. So I, I think what happens is that you kind of aim at these, uh, these frogmen coming from, um, you know, in front of the camp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the last moment, as soon as you're about like a, a second before you, you let loose your arrow, um, something jumps on you and you're like, oh, this was clever girl. This was just the, uh, distraction. And here's other frogmen from another angle. And I think one of them jumps right on you. And can uh, actually, let's give it to you, Josh. Can you um, roll a d6 for me? Uh, hey, I've got a six. Hey, that's a good time to roll high. So take six yeah. damage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: So if you have any armor, though, do you have any armor? I have leather armor. Okay, what, what does that give you? Like a certain number, like an armor number?
2: I believe it said just one.
1: Okay, so subtract one from that at least. Okay, and so this this uh, huge huge uh, I mean not that big but you know a person sized frogman kind of jumps onto your back and uh,
0: I think Wait, it, weren't, didn't you say they were the size of horses before ponies yeah oh ponies sorry you're right and I did make genuine jokes so you're right yeah
1: come on okay. you did it twice Hoss <laughs> so a very big a very very big uh, frogman kind of jumps onto Tibby's back here. I think just you kind of feel on maybe like one exposed part of your neck um, it like this weird suction cuppy like sticky uh, fingers you know from this this disgusting frogman and it kind of rips off for a second and uh, takes a skin with it and then you kind of feel uh, a little dizzy and can you make um, another move for me real fast? This is gonna be a defy danger. So this is when you act despite an imminent threat or you suffer a calamity. And I think the calamity here is that you might get poisoned by this things, you know, s- secreting a uh, skin poison. I don't know what you call poison dart fr- uh, frog poison, but that stuff. Um, how do you think you can how do you think Tibby would best overcome this poison? How would you describe that? hmm yeah how do you think you get out of this
2: i guess is a it's a good way to phrase that perhaps or a better way what are the surroundings right nearby so yeah it was just
1: your i'm gonna say it's light forest maybe this thing was in a tree waiting to jump down okay it's probably quite quite a distance like frogs can jump pretty well so maybe like 15 or 20 feet away
2: so jump from a tree that's like 15 or 20 feet away.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking... I'm, I'm imagining kind of like Sparse Forest is where you're, you're in.
2: Gotcha. Hmm. Well, he would have got his gear on first. So he's got an awkward grab and try to stab with a short sword.
1: Oh, how, how do you think you, you deal with a
2: poison in particular? Oh. <clears throat> um, well, get... Okay. It-
3: you're still Super being good. love
2: poison. <laughs> Did you yeah, say he's know. still on Tibby's back, or has he just jumped right back off?
1: No, I think he kind of tackled you, and then um, you're now feeling where it where it actually touched your skin. You're feeling a little woozy, and you're like, "Wait a second, this is awful," and you have like a split second to decide what you do with this this knowledge, I guess. Hmm, knowing that they they have poisonous skin.
2: Did you say that he ripped some of the skin away? With yeah. The, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. What do you think, uh, Tibby's first instinct would be? <laughs> Probably is trying to find something to um, either wash it off, or you know, or.
1: Oh yeah, no, I like that. Just like yeah.
2: you grab your water skin and
1: just like dump yeah. it over your over your shoulder, like onto yeah. your neck.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty good.
1: Um, hmm. I think uh, that sounds like quick thinking to me. Right? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, something's burning. Yeah, it's a burning sensation. You're, you're making assumption that it's acid, trying to wash the acid off.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, how about you roll intelligence? So two d six plus your intelligence. That sounds like the way you described it. Kind of quick thinking, right?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Um, do, do, do only a six though? Four plus two plus zero. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's not I mean, doing some good rolls here today.
1: Yeah, no, sure not. I mean, I it's like last time, <laughs> twenty years <laughs> ago. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, I think you um you get real dizzy and you can kind of maybe you just throw up. Yeah, maybe that's that's the easiest thing to do. And I think. I'm going to give you so they have conditions um, next to. I'm going to put it on your sheet, but I'm going to make you sick. So for the time being, you have minus one to constitution until you figure out how to not be sick anymore. Could be some time goes by, or could be you get an antidote, but who knows? But you kind of all of a sudden get real dizzy as if like vertigo suddenly came over you and you just throw up all over, right, like onto the campfire almost. (laughs) You don't go on the campfire. You don't put out the fire, I should say. But too close for comfort. But let's go back to Gabagool. Wait, are you, yeah. Okay, Gabagool. You just rushed headlong into these... Hello. Three. You rushed headlong into these eight frogmen. Um, very brave. But let's see how you do.
3: Bravery is uh, characteristic of my people. They're known for being brave.
0: Though they're not known for any particular religious affiliation. Not at all.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Correct.
1: So you've got your hammer. Manishivitz? Is that the name of it? Uh, Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what What's the plan? What are you going to just like tenderize many of these frogs? Swing it, hand. baby. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I'm tenderizing. I'm going to say like... So there's eight around you. And I said some of them weren't close. So let, let's split the difference. I'll say four are like right, right around you. Are you going to, how are you going to, what are you going to do? You're going to do like a, the windmill situation? You're going to do like one at a time? What's the deal? How are you attacking these folks? Yeah, I'm going like, I'm going like giant baseball bat swing. Mm, okay. Yeah. So mm. I think this is a hack and slash. So that, that is uh when you attack an enemy an enemy in melee. It sounds like you're doing one at a time, right? Sounds right. Yeah, so roll plus strength. Uh yeah, I guess I'll do one at a time. Yeah, or do you think roll you, two, are you two, gonna six are you gonna baseball bat one into the other, or what what are you thinking?
3: Yeah, that that was the goal.
1: Oh, cool, okay. Yeah. See so how, how many I can,
3: can take out here. All right. I uh once again got an 11. Ooh, incredible.
1: So, on a 10 plus, deal your damage to the enemy and avoid their attack. But, at your option, you can choose to do an extra d6 of damage, but you will expose yourself to their attack. So, what do you think?
3: Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to go I'm going to go for the uh I'm going to go for the shock value here. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna try and crush this dude with another D6 of damage. Plus, I get I get an extra plus one damage from my serrated edge tenderizer. Oh, so incredible. I'm definitely going for an extra.
1: So yeah, it sounds so that's like...
3: a, I got a two plus
1: one. Is that your uh, six? Oh wait, hold on. No. Oh wait, how do I do this? So yeah. So your damage I is. Have to roll. Yeah, for your class a 10, is a D10. Fuck, sorry. And then your—did you yeah, just roll sorry. a D6? Yeah. Perfect. So that's the D6 for the extra option. So you got two already, or three already, actually, for your serrated edges. And then just roll a D10. And
3: then I got a seven.
1: Oh man, that's incredible. So let me do some math here. And you did seven total.
3: I got a seven on the D ten plus two plus one, which is ten. Whoa!
1: Oh my gosh, that's way better. And what what actual tags did you give your um? How do you pronounce the uh, hammer's name?
0: Manischewitz. Um, Manischewitz. I gave it. The, I thought it was the oh, Manawara Shevitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, is that it? Debits.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, what did I pick here? I picked...
1: Hold on. Yeah, we, we know it's I serrated. It down. I, I think I have a couple, down. couple options, yeah. right? Yeah, it's
3: serrated and well-crafted, which is minus... One in the weight.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. It was and just I also
3: had some like weird thing that was like, oh yeah, huge. So, for I, I took away the well crafted and I went huge. Add messy and forceful, and then the serrated edge.
1: Oh, perfect. All right, so incredible. Yeah, met, well, messy. Messy isn't too great. In this situation because messy means like it makes like a like a mess (laughs) i mean that's pretty obvious and forceful means you can kind of knock it back so that makes total sense that you're doing the baseball bat situation so especially because you you did what like 10 10 11 damage total yeah i think you kill four of these things and it just you tell me how they all just died but the problem is the splashback of this disgusting gore explosion is gonna make you have to defy danger because the uh, their secreted poison is gonna hit you as well like men in black style this green slime is gonna come at you uh, but first tell me how you kill well, them how you make this green slime geyser first yeah
3: so baseball bat swing into one guy smash through all four at the same time and just frog explosion
1: very good. Yeah. So you, you kind of yeah just hit hit a couple into the other two and they just kind of all explode. I love that. <laughs> disgusting. I don't I, I don't love it too much because it is disgusting. Um. <laughs> so now how how do you think? So this slime kind of hits hits you, just very um, Pornhub style, just all over your face and chest. Um, That's what I was hoping I, you would say, David. Absolutely. How do, you, um, how do you think, what's your instinct of how to um, stop this when you notice it start to burn?
3: Oh, I come back, baby. No, I'm just joking. Uh, um, how do I? What kind of, uh...
1: we're in a forest, right? Yeah, like a sparsely, a sparse forest. How much of this frog juice is on my body? Yeah, it's the equivalent of four four ponies worth.
3: <laughs> four ponies of is Well, <laughs> um, let's see. Can I uh, wash it off with something? Do I have like something that I could wash it off with?
1: Yeah, we said um, uh, Tibby had some some water skins, you know, to carry around to hydrate. So that makes sense. Yeah, sleek. try and do that. Just like bathe yourself in this real fast. So that sounds like quick thinking. Yeah. So go ahead, do two d six plus your intelligence modifier. Ah oh, fuck. Oh. Well, I got a five, and my intelligence
3: modifier is a minus one. <laughs> so Ooh, All right. Solid four.
1: This guy doesn't even know how to bathe. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the same consequence that I gave Tibby. I think you can just start it starts burning into you. Um and it just makes you dizzy and you kinda of drop to your knees and just like throw just start throwing up everywhere. It's like you've got a great mix of stuff on your face right now. It's it's really delightful. So go something
3: about this frog is just <laughs> not right.
1: <laughs> yeah, weird. So go ahead and mark uh, sick or sick if you can. If not, I'll try to remind you, but you get minus one to constitution for a little bit until you figure out how to how to best get rid of it. Oh, also I should let um, Josh and Jake know. Try to mark down your misses. Um, so I think Josh has two so far, and Jake has one. Just mark those down somewhere. Tally them up. Um. Anyway, let's let's go back to a sketch real fast. So yeah, the panther. So to summarize real fast, Gavagool kind of ran up, just obliterated four of them, and just started throwing up everywhere. They're still oh, they're still the frogs. Yeah, there's still uh, maybe two on each side of him, kind of jumping towards. So four more getting closer to him as he's puking on the ground. You look over over your shoulder, and um, Tibby is over here throwing up as well. And there's another frog that's like right next to him, about to like attack again, possibly. And they're very close to you.
0: Will our heroes be able to defeat these frog fiends? Find out next Friday on another short episode of This American Dice. What do I mean by short show or short episode? Well, every Thursday we have our long-running campaign, in this case, This American Monster. And every Friday we have short games, usually one to three sessions. So join us next Friday to find out how Rabbi Pilkus, TB, the Panther, and Joe defeat all the things that David could throw at them. Dungeon World is a game by Sage LaTora and Adam Cobell. Our cast for this episode included Austin as the Panther, Panther. Jacob as Rabbi Pocus Gabagool, and Josh as TBD, also known as Tibby or Tibbidi, and Joe. David, of course, was our Game Master. Be sure to join us next Friday for another exciting episode here on This American Dice. And until then, rate, review, subscribe, like, add it to your dashboard, and of course visit our website thisamericandice.net or .com. We also have a Facebook group. Hopefully we'll see you then. And now, for something completely different.